And now, another cup of... The London Fog. And we're back. Yay. Yay. I know you didn't believe us, because last time we told you we were coming back. It took us a while. <laughs> it took us a little bit of time. But we are back. And happy Thanksgiving week to all of you. In America. In America. The United States of America. <laughs> That's a good point. Canada, you already had yours. I already gave you a shout out. Yeah. The rest of you are not thankful enough. No, <laughs> you don't have a Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. So how have you been? <coughs> um, <clears throat> anything new or exciting? Um, what? Anything new and exciting? No. Nothing new and exciting. We uh, just talked last week. No, just kidding. <laughs> I've oh, already been wait. talking to you. No, what happened? Oh, yes. My dog. This official therapy dog. She had her first real visit oh. this week. And she went and read to, well, yeah, she didn't read to kids. Some kids read to her at the library. Nice. They were very upset with her. This one girl who was like five. Well, most of them were happy. She was, this five-year-old was reading the book. And then she kept yelling at her. Like, Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. <laughs> She's a dog. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did you get her for to be a therapy dog so you could take her on planes? Therapy dogs cannot go on planes. Emotional support animals can go on Emotional support animal. Whatever. But an emotional support animal supports one specific person. A therapy dog is therapy for anybody. Oh. All people. So she's a therapy dog. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. What kind of perks does that get you? Nothing. You just can do service with your dog, like bring them to the hospitals and libraries and stuff. Oh, that's super sweet. I thought I'd get you at least a free Starbucks or something. I mean, maybe someday. I hope so. We can only hope. We will <laughs> pick it outside of Starbucks and be like, you don't support therapy dogs. You don't support therapy dogs. I mean, if anybody wants to send me a gift, no, just right. Because <laughs> I have a therapy dog. But yeah, it was a good time. So that was my exciting thing for nice. the week. How about yours? Um, I'm finally feeling better. I actually have a voice again, so I'm not like up on the mic all sultry like. Um, everybody is real disappointed. Um, other than that, just getting ready for Thanksgiving, I think like everybody else, stocking the royals per usual, you know. Oh my gosh, that picture of the royal family. Oh yeah, that is what happened this week. Uh, I'm so glad it is had a birthday. It was so the best good. photo I've ever seen in my life. It's so cute. The only thing is, it, and watch, I've already forgotten it, but is the queen in it? No, she's not, she's right? Not it's just Charles' birthday, so right. it's Charles and his descendants. I was actually talking to a girlfriend this week, and I had no idea that she played for his 60th birthday um, when he wanted 60 harps. He's a little over the top. 60 harps to play on his 60th birthday. I can't remember all of the things he did for 70, but there's always 70 of them. Mm -hmm. I really like how he is with the numbers and his birthday. Like, I'm going to start doing that. A man of class. Yeah. It's kind of like Dudley Dursley where he's like, I'm this old and I should get this many. Yeah, I should have at least this many presents. Yes. And I approve. (laughs) No. So she had played... The harp at his 60th birthday. And I was all like, are you serious? You're the coolest person I know. That's very amazing. And she has a picture with him, like, side by side, like a selfie. Oh, that's amazing. Right? And, like, in the background, here, I'll pull it up. And in the background, there is, like, a really frightened security guard. 
like being like, like you're not supposed to take selfies with the royal family why are you so close <laughs> you're definitely not and then there's this like this guy like <laughs> around the corner i love it anyway so that's been my life uh other than that nothing i got nothing except for our amazing we have a special episode oh, yeah. that's that's this my drum roll <laughs> i was like what's amazing what's happening what's happening we, we have this amazing special episode are talking about king henry the eighth and his wives mostly just his wives not that much about him well, so <laughs> some about him a little bit but we know his wives are what's important <laughs> i just think that this was we've received multiple emails about we need to do a king henry the eighth episode and because all of y'all are taking your sweet time uh, making and baking and in the kitchen this week, we thought that we would spend a little time doing some research on... Yes, I did real research this week. I... <laughs> so proud of you. Thank you, thank you. I'm proud of myself. I, I'm proud of me too. <laughs> so should we explain how we like kind of divided it up? Yeah, so he had six wives. Six wives. Over the span of... Well, no, his first wife he was married to for 24 years. 24 and years. The and other five all happened within 10 years. Yeah, which is crazy. So, yeah. Five, that's that's a lot of wives. Yeah, so... 34 um, years of marriage. Kate is going to talk about the first three wives. Yeah. I will do the last three. What I originally yeah. wanted to do oh, was have tell me more. Kate talk about <laughs> oh, yeah. the three named Catherine. It's but, true, because he had three Catherines. Funny, but it just was easier to research this way. I just think it's kind of odd, because he had three Catherines. But here's the thing. Like, everybody had the same name. Like, Thomas. Everybody was Thomas or Henry. Yeah, I mean, he also had two aunts. And he so had two aunts. Like, but still... Right, that's that's a bit much. It's too much. No offense. Hey, <laughs> I love my name. Well, I'm hoping that whoever marries you just sticks with one Catherine. Right. So. Instead of yeah, leaves me behind and remarries another Catherine. Oh my gosh, I bet that happens to people. I'm sure it happens all the time. All the time. Well, not all the time. But here's the thing: what's a common name now? Like Brittany. I know a lot of Britneys. Catherine, um, Kate's, and Katie's. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, the most names I know are all Catherine. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Perfect. Well, let's get started. Let's, get let's started. just get right into it. So I will start us off, obviously, because I'm talking about the first three wives. But before we even get there, let's just talk a smidge about King Henry VIII of England. He was born June 28th of 1491, and he died in January 1547. Great. So not a great long life. No, he was 55. What a bummer. And he was the second Tudor monarch, succeeding his father, Henry Seventh. Now, mind you, um, Henry had an older brother named... Arthur? I did not know that. I'm looking... Yes, Arthur. I was about to say Andrew. I was like, that's definitely not right. Arthur. <laughs> um, and Arthur was supposed to succeed everything. Arthur actually first married Catherine of Aragon, who is the first wife. Oh. So everything was set in Henry's early life to just kind of end up being like a Duke of York. And that was it. 
Yeah, you know, I'm a little surprised that he ended up married to her for the longest then. Like, knowing that he didn't really pick her and it was just his brothers. Well, as you will find out, he actually really genuinely loved Catherine. They had a good life, and Andrew Arthur, ah, (laughs) my brain won't get around that. Um, Arthur died in 1505. He was only 15. He died of a fever. Mm -hmm. He had only been married to Catherine for 20 weeks. Still, as a 15-year-old, that's a very long marriage. (laughs) Right? But here's the thing. Henry was 10. So at this time, the monarchy kind of decided, what are we going to do about all this? Obviously, Henry is now to inherit, but he needed a lot more titles. He needed a lot more training. So they went back to um, Spain and approached uh, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella and said, Catherine can still be, you know, queen consort of England, just not now. She'll marry Henry when he becomes of age. So that is kind of the beginning. He was never really supposed to be king, and he became everything. So they took, like, the next handful of years uh, until he was 17 to get him kind of tutored up. So about seven years. And he then married... Wait, wait, wait. Tutored up? Ha, ha, ha! Okay, sorry. With a a D-O-R. Perfect. Um, Tutored up. And his dad passed. King Henry VII died on April 21st of 1509, making Henry now the new king. He then decided that he would marry Catherine. Of course, he didn't feel like he loved her really at first but he also realized that this was like part of his duty to take his brother's wife um and also that she had kind of been there with him through it all from when he was 10 to now kind of this adolescence so that's kind of it didn't take him very long to kind of fall in love with her so he's 17 and she was 23 by this point just a little older for her because i know (laughs) Didn't know what he was doing, like but you know, babysitting. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So, uh, they're married, obviously, we know for 24 years, which was a really long time. And during that time, um, economically, England was doing fair, and um, they were just waiting for Catherine to give a son, but. <laughs> Uh, Catherine soon conceived after they were married, but it was a girl and she was stillborn. Mm. About four months after that, she was pregnant again and they had their first child and it was a boy and it was Henry, uh, but he died within seven weeks after being born. Mm. She then continued to have two more stillborn sons in 15... in 1514 and 1515. Oh my gosh. She is getting knocked up so much. Yeah, yeah. And she finally gave birth in 1516 to a girl, Mary, um, who ends up actually ruling part of England for a portion of time as Queen Mary I. Um, and probably through that amount of time. So they uh, got married in 1509 and so they finally have this girl mm, seven years later 
in that seven years, things weren't really all that great. Obviously, she keeps losing a lot of children, and Henry's just immature, and he takes on a mistress during this time, obviously, because he can't keep it in his pants. I don't know. He married her when he was so young. (laughs) It is true, and it was never, like, his choice, but... He kind of knocked up a girl that I don't. She didn't have any um, name. Elizabeth Blout. She was a mistress. I don't think she had any royal standing. Um, but this is the only illegitimate child that Henry ever acknowledged. So his name was Henry Fitzroy. Fitz just was kind of like the bastarding of any name, and Roy was just after royal so Fitzroy and um he ended up becoming the first duke of Richmond so I mean I guess things worked out okay for him I mean because that's the one in charge of giving people dukedoms so <laughs> right pretty easy but. so she ends up having let me just count through one two three four five six she ends up having six pregnancies and only one survive and that is Queen Mary the first So, after all of this time, people come and go through the court all the time. And I think that this is an important thing to acknowledge because it really affects how we get to all of the other wives. But people in court are always changing through. So, we get a lot more status. We get a lot of different, um, just different house names coming through. And especially for being you know, a queen consort of some nature. She always has ladies in waiting and especially those six to eight women fluctuate often. This is where Henry got most of his wives from. Mm -hmm. So it's like always going to your wife's best friend. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like somebody, oh, new and fresh, but um, yeah, (laughs) he would find her best friend. So at this time, That is when he meets Mary Boleyn, and they start um, an affair. Mary Boleyn? Mary Boleyn. So that was his first mistress. She gave in, and they were having a very sensual life. And uh, all was not well in the kingdom, because obviously Henry was growing rather sick of Catherine not being able to give any children. And he sees these pretty fresh things coming around and he goes, well, what am I going to do about this? He starts screwing around with Mary and knocks her up. It is believed twice. She has two children that um, has never been acknowledged saying that they were his, but we have no idea whose they are. And it's, they're right during his affair period with her. So unlike the child that he acknowledged the other Henry by Elizabeth, he doesn't acknowledge Mary's because in comes Anne. So he meets his sister and thinks, well, she's much more affluent, affluent and she has a lot more graces and she's smart and she's witty and she's a little older. Um, They started their affair while she was like 24. And by the time they actually married, she was 25 where Mary was a bit younger Um, so they get to know each other. Everything is all heat, passion, lustful, but Anne 
will not become a mistress to Henry. And that's how we start getting the Reformation. Henry decides, well, I have to have this woman. She's everything I want. She's sexy. She's smart. She has all the appeal, but she won't sleep with me. So I have to get rid of my wife. I've got to get rid of Catherine of Aragon. And so he writes a letter to the Pope saying, I need an annulment of my marriage um, because, and he states in, I believe it was Leviticus, that he says that he is laid with his brother's wife and that he shouldn't covet and take take her. So um, he's saying that the from the beginning, Catherine, their, their marriage has been a sham. Can it be annulled? And the Pope writes back and says, no, 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 that's fine. You know, we understand these things happen. And, and, this, happen. and this, is, this is how it was supposed to happen. And she's supposed to be your wife. Well, this kind of keeps going back and forth until finally um, Henry decides, well, this isn't going to work for me. So he decides to make Thomas Cranmer, who is actually an uncle to Anne Boleyn, the new Archbishop of Canterbury. And he then looks at pretty much Anne's uncle and says, if you want to keep your position, you're going to say that it is fine that I annul with the church's blessing. And he goes, well, yes, of course, because at this time, the Boleyns are just gaining more and more power. And Henry wants Anne. And I think that this is so well played by Anne because, I mean, shit, she was hustling. She went, nope, I will not sleep with you, but I will get all of this for my family, a rank I don't know, higher rank. She's smart because she's not putting out. And so everybody in her family has moved up. Um, So Thomas Cranmer, the new Archbishop of Canterbury, gives his blessing and says, yes, you are annulled from Catherine. Of course, at this time, uh, Rome finds out about this and they are not pleased. And so they um, exile or what's the word I'm looking for? Excommunicate? Yeah. Or whatever. Excommunicate. King Henry of England. And at this time, we then come with the plans to create a reformation. And we have the Church of England, which Thomas Cranmer kind of wanted that to happen anyway. Um, So the Boleyns are getting what they wanted. They wanted this political and religious reformation. And Anne wanted to be freaking queen. Yet... (laughs) She kind of brushes her sister to the side. She's seen what he has done to her, knocked her up with two kids, left her. Yeah, she's still cool to get get with him. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so So what you're saying is you would not do that to your sister. I don't think so. After I met a man that I'd be like, hmm, don't know if I'm too too interested. But um so we get Anne Malin. They become married i'm trying to look for the year in 15 uh, may 28 1533 um and while they are married catherine actually is put into exile herself at this time catherine of aragon dies and 
King Henry commissions that the people should rejoice and have a big party that Catherine is dead because she was an awful person, which I thought was terrible. Um, at the beginning, everything is great. You know, he finally gets the woman that he's been working really hard for and finally gets to better, you know, but within no time at all, he realizes that what really attracted him to Anne, her strength, her charisma, her originality, um, is very detrimental in having in a queen because, well, she's a woman with a brain. Mm -hmm. um, and at this time, she was just there to look pretty and be his sex thing and not to be uh, a thinker. Yeah. And especially with the political, I'm sorry, the with the Reformation going on and all this religious unrest, there was a lot going on and her family like delved into that because they wanted more public office. They wanted to be more chaplains. They wanted more bishops. They became appointed Archbishop of Canterbury. So they're realizing that kind of the Boleyns have become the new face of the Reformation. Mm -hmm. And Henry picks up on this and he's all like, no freaking way. Um, so it doesn't take very long that he starts to hate her. I mean, within months, really. He did all of this work, goes all of this way just to despise the thing that he wanted so badly. So <laughs> he, <about> right. <laughs> of course, starts to see eyes towards Jane Seymour. But with the new um, <clears throat> uh, religion that has popped up, the Church of England, he's going, well, how the hell am I going to get rid of Anne? Mm -hmm. Um and so he thought about this real hard. And that's where Thomas Cromwell comes into play. Thomas Cromwell was an advisor to King Henry and he hated Anne. So he decided that he would um, make up a tale saying that um, Anne had been, I mean, a multiple, like multiple, multiple things that she was incestuous and that she had um also just been cheating in their only two-year marriage um which actually she had been knocked up a couple times by henry had miscarried but we do get she is the mother of queen elizabeth the mm. first obviously who is a great monarch as we all know so um we get um <coughs> Her, and then she tries to give him two other sons, but she miscarries. So now we have Queen Mary one, and we have Queen Elizabeth one. One from Catherine, and one from Anne Boleyn. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Cough, cough, cough. Um, so Anne Boleyn is losing favor and now has kind of a black mark on her name by Thomas Cromwell. And so he just makes up a lie saying that she's been incestuous. I couldn't find out who they were saying with whom. <laughs> but um, that was enough to charge her with high treason. And on... How is being incestuous treason? Oh, I guess because she's married She's to the, the queen. Okay. Yeah, like, so you've betrayed like, it's gross, your king. <laughs> so she got um, charged with high treason. And on May 19th, 1536, she was walked down from the tower of London to be beheaded. Mm. 
Could you imagine? Ugh. Only after being married to him under three years, just barely. It was two years and 11 months. So, right? So, chop, chop happens. Jane had already, Jane Seymour now becomes our next victim. No, (laughs) our next wife. She had already become a mistress with Henry um, while he was still married to Anne. She was uh, Catherine of Aragon's and one of Anne Boleyn's ladies-in-waiting. She was only one of them that served under both, really because Jane Seymour had one of the highest um, statuses out of his six wives. Okay, side note. Yes. Do you know Jane Seymour, the actress? Yeah. Do you think her parents knew what they were doing when they named her that? Well, I mean, it's not a terrible... Well, no, it's kind of sad because... I mean, it's a sad story to name her after. Jane Seymour. I always thought of that with um, Anne Hathaway because that was the name of Shakespeare's wife. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always like, who? I mean, I guess Anne and Jane are very common names. Like Catherine? Is that what you mean? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, where it's like, I mean... If her parents aren't that into history, maybe they just... They didn't know? Yeah. I don't know. Jane Seymour? Well, maybe. Who knows? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Keep going about the real thing. Yes. This one's actually pretty short because their li- uh, her, her life and their marriage wasn't very long. <laughs> so she was married only 10 days after Anne was beheaded. Could you imagine... That would be horrible. You're like, oh, so you killed your last wife. But yeah. I'm delighted to marry you. Yeah. So she's beheaded. Chop, chop. Whoosh. Less than 24 hours later, it's announced that Jane will be the new queen. And then 10 days later, they're married. Wow. Yep. Um. Oh, I got I got things backward. Jane didn't have a higher status. She was lower. That was one of the other ways. Sorry. Um, she was married to a knight. To I suppose. <laughs> I suppose she was the daughter of a knight, and uh, so people were kind of surprised that she was actually able to last through Catherine and Anne's um, ladies in waiting because those were always changing through oh, yeah. to put more ladies higher. So I don't know. Maybe she just. She told really good jokes. She made a good cup of joe. I don't know. Very unthreatening, you know? Maybe she was a little like Sarah Plain and Tall. Mm -hmm. Though I have to say, out of the pictures, I always thought she and Anne, the next Anne, Anne of Cleves, right? Mm -hmm. But they always look the prettiest. Oh, really? Because Anne of Cleves is known for how ugly she is. Oh, what a bummer. Then they really (laughs) made her portrait so great. (laughs) So. They are married on May 30th of 1536. Um, Within not very long, she becomes pregnant. And a year later, she gives birth to a healthy, legitimate (laughs) male heir, Edward. But here's the bummer. He, I think, genuinely, I think he finally went, like, perfect. Things are finally going. He's healthy. This is all going my way. I love her. There's a lot of love letters more than between his 24 years to Catherine and his three years to Anne. There's a lot of like genuine, I think, love there maybe. (laughs) Maybe. You can't ever tell with King Henry VIII. But 12 days after giving birth, she died. Childbirth kind of 
it went okay, but just because of things then, like sanitation and things, she caught infection, and because of postnatal complications, she passed, which kind of launched him into grief, but I guess it's nothing as great as what is about to come, because, yeah, they were married a year and four months, and I think, I won't steal your thunder, but I think his next wife was his shortest marriage. <laughs> well. It didn't last long. <laughs> let's discuss this. Yes, your turn, your turn. Okay, so, next wife was Anna Cleves, which, yes. you are right, it lasted for about six months. <laughs> the 6th of January to the 9th of July. However. It's so unfortunate. I should. She was his favorite. Really? Not, not necessarily. Like I said, I thought her portraits were beautiful. Not because he was in love with her. So let me explain this. Okay. So, so Anna Cleves, she's a German princess. So, um, she, so she grew up in Germany, whatever. She was. Albert. No, I just. <laughs> so she was, when she was 11, she was betrothed to Francis, the son of the Duke of Lorraine, mm -hmm. when he was 10. Um, because they were so young, the betrothal was considered unofficial. So in, so that was in 1527, she was 11. In 1535, their betrothal was canceled. Okay. Um, which I was like, oh, that's nice of their parents. I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, whatever. We yeah. love you. You're stuck with it. So, um, her, so basically Anne, the match with Anne was encouraged by Thomas Cromwell. He okay. like really encouraged this match. So he didn't meet her. Um, the, so what happened was they sent this painter over to paint pictures of, Anne and her sister Amelia, because Henry was considering both of them for a wife. Because <laughs> Thomas Crom Cromwell was like, hey, these guys. Right. Because um, her brother was Lutheran. I don't know. If that's the yep. only explanation that I've heard, which I was like, okay. Okay. Great. So. Well, that um, probably makes sense because, I mean, like, there was a lot of, like, religious unrest at that time. Yeah. And he was trying at that time to really patch up a lot of connections because, well, the Catholics weren't having it. Yeah. But. So Anne, it's basically nothing that Henry wants in a wife. And I still don't know how Thomas Cromwell convinced him. Because, so Henry always wanted, like, educated and sophisticated women. Anne was not. She had no formal education. Um, all she could, she, she was skilled in needlework. She liked playing card games. She could read and write, but only in German. So, like, she just wasn't, like, yeah. you know, a great idea for queen consort um however she was considered very docile which is why they picked her i guess probably what he needed i mean after like these really strong women yeah and so so anyway so the so they sent this painter over to you know paint her and see the picture and he's like okay she looks okay she has a lovely face right okay. and then um and then he, like, asked around to some people, and, like, the French ambassador described her as, like, fair-haired with a lovely face, you know. Yeah. People would describe her beauty to him. So then, so she's, um, so she's traveling. So, like, they make the arrangements, whatever Thomas Cromwell handles in her contract. She's traveling to head over there to uh, get married, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so he sneaks this is this is like a Shakespeare play pretty much so he like 
sneaks in to the abbey where she's singing on her way to go see him, like instead yeah. of waiting to see him. And um, I guess that he saw her and was incredibly disappointed. Oh. <laughs> she felt like he was not um, at all what he was described. He found her incredibly ugly. He referred to her as a horse. No. And I guess, and he, I guess he, like, when he saw her, he introduced himself. She didn't know he was the king at that time. He was just like, oh, hey. And then after he he was so disappointed, he then revealed his true identity to her. But the thing is, he probably shouldn't have met her before the wedding because the wedding was already contracted. It was happening. Yeah. So as soon as he saw her, he was so disappointed that he was just like super upset up until the time of their wedding. Oh, like he was just no. like, why am I marrying such like an, an ugly woman? So he actually tried to convince Thomas Cromwell to find a way to break the marriage contract, but it was impossible to do because they needed an alliance with the Germans. Mm. So like, yeah. So anyway... And telling them that they have an ugly princess probably wouldn't have done that. And so this is actually when, um, like, when they uh, started, like, turning against Cromwell. Because Mm. the king was so upset Mm -hmm. about this that, like, Cromwell had so many enemies that they were able to be like, oh, yeah, lied to about this princess. But, so I guess they never consummated the marriage because he found her so ugly. No! (laughs) So that's why, I mean, it was... And for him being such a horn dog, I mean... I mean, I mean, he's the worst. Let's just say it out loud. He's the worst. So I don't want anybody to be like, why are these girls so, like, pro-Henry? But at the same time, I'm all like, can't you close your eyes, dude? Like, you're just... do the dirty. <laughs> I mean, we see portraits of them all. Is she really that much uglier? I just, I don't know. She kind of has, okay, she has a bit of a biggie nose. Yeah. Well, he, so he we'll was, get some contour. <laughs> very vocal about how ugly he found her and how much he didn't want to marry her. Oh, but they still ended so up, they still ended up married January 6, 1540. So after she arrived in England, she became Anglican, which is what he wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I guess this is really funny. But so their first night as husband and wife, you know, they didn't do anything. Yeah. And afterwards, Henry told Cromwell that he had not consummated the marriage and said, I liked her before not well, but now I like her much worse. Oh, no. So, um, but anyway, but meanwhile, Anne was thrilled with the marriage. I mean, I don't think she really wanted to be sleeping with him anyway. And so she, like, praised him as a great, kind husband. And she told the Countess of Rutland... When he comes to bed, he kisses me, he taketh me by the hand, and biddeth me good night, sweetheart. And in the morning, he kisses me and biddeth me farewell, darling. And it's like, that's... And then, that was our life. And Lady Rutland's response was, Madam, there must be more than this, or it will be ere long we have a Duke of York, which all this realm most desireth. So they're like, please, please. Um, but so, so they got married in January. On June 24th, she was commanded to leave the court. And um, on July 6th, she was informed of her husband's decision to annul the marriage. So Why? Because uh, he wasn't getting any children from her. Well, she was dubbed. Well, he didn't even try. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought she had been dubbed. Wasn't she the one that they called the king's sister? Yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. So, um, so, yeah. So, after he... Besides the most enrollment, they have to ask her for her consent. She agreed. Um, and then 
Cromwell, they, I think that's when they like said that he had tre- was treasonous. Like they, yeah, they made up something. They were like, how? Because asking the king to marry an ugly woman was treasonous. Um, so the marriage was annulled on uh, the 9th of July because um, they, uh, so they had people like, you know, talk about how disappointed he was. Like they had statements about how disappointed he was and how ugly he was. And so he couldn't consummate the marriage and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, so yeah, so that happened July 9th. Um, Did you know that I think he, that's still grounds for going in? Like, you don't even have to get a divorce. You can just walk into a court and say yeah, that yeah, the if you can't, if you if, can't if the marriage was never, like, consummated, you can just be like, and they'll be like, okay. Yeah. It's practically just like tearing up the marriage certificate. What? Anyway, continue. <laughs> but, yeah, so that happened on July 9th. He married his fifth wife, Catherine Howard, on July 28th. Like, real fast. Um, Jeez. Which was also the same day Thomas Cromwell was executed. But we'll, we'll get back to that. Jeez. So then what happens, we'll just talk a little bit more about Anne. So since Anne was so agreeable to this annulment, he loved her. Yeah. He was like, great. I wanted to get rid of you. You were cool with it. This is awesome. She got a very generous settlement. She got um, Richmond Palace. Um, he gave her Hever Castle, the home of his former in-laws, the woman. Perfect. Um, she so she owned a lot of property. They became good friends. She was kind of like an honorary member of the family. She was referred to as, as the king's beloved sister. Um, she was invited to court often. Out of gratitude for not contesting the annulment, he decreed that she would be given precedence over all the women in England except his own wife and daughters. So like it's like hot damn, and then her. Um, so Round yeah. of applause for Anne, the ugly one. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing. The, the only time they had, like, a little bit of an issue was, so, you know, Catherine Howard is the one right after her. Yeah. Right after Catherine Howard is Catherine Parr. Right. And Anne did not like her. And so before he married her, um, her and her brother were kind of, like, trying to get him to remarry Anne. Because they were like, this would be better. Like, yeah. And they've been getting along so well that it, they kind of, they wanted it, but... He was like, eh, no, I'm still not attracted to you at all. Um, But come on, dude. He started to get real, he was a chubby chaser come about the end of Anne. He started to put on loads of weight. Yeah. And that's when we get the the fat King Henry that we all know him and love. Yeah. So (laughs) Anne, um, Anne was doing pretty good. So she was very close to Mary. Okay. And so like when Mary married Philip of Spain, she went with her. Oh, and like, how sweet. Um, and so, and, and because Mary was a strict Catholic, and then it yes. changed religion again to become Catholic. Yes. So she, her religious background just kind of went with right. whatever. Um, but yeah, so she um, just kind of just was just part of the royal family forever. I mean, I think she lived, she was the last of his wives to die. Um so she outlived his last wife, yes. you know, everyone. And him, yeah? Yeah, 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 and him. So she outlived them all, and she's the only one of his wives to be buried in Westminster Abbey. Um, and yeah, she was just, everybody just loved her. Everyone who remembered her as someone that they loved. So, hmm. yeah, so that's Anna Cleves. Um, Nailed it. She was, like, never actually queen consort. Like, usually after they get married, they get, crown, like, crowned queen consort. Yeah. That never happened because... They weren't married long enough. Right. Um, but yeah, they had a good life. They had a good life. 
You know what? And you did it right. I know, right? So the next wife um, was Catherine Howard, who he married like 20 days after he on Old Things with Anne. Right. And she was his wife for about two years. Um, Mm. Catherine Howard has not that interesting of a life. Well, I don't know. It's it's a weird life, I guess. Okay, I just mixed her up with Catherine Parr. That's one who had a not interesting life. Catherine <laughs> life was crazy. Okay, so Catherine Howard um, was a cousin to Anne Boleyn. I mean, all of his, all his wives and everyone's related, but yeah, they're like actual related. first cousins. Okay. So they're like closely related. Right. Um, so her father was not very wealthy because he was a younger son and his parents had 21 children. Chimney Christmas. I don't know. That can't all be from the same yeah, woman. Yeah, I'm assuming it's all the same father and not. Yeah. So, and then when her parents Oof. got married, her mother already had five children from her first husband and then had six more with Catherine's father. So she was her mother's 10th child. Oh my gosh. And her father often had to beg his relatives for money. So, well, no shit. Put your penis away. Right? <laughs> so, and he. he Catherine's mother died when she was quite young, and her father got remarried two more times. So what happened was, when she was about five, she was sent with some of her siblings to live with her father's stepmother. So yeah, I guess her father's dad did get married a lot too. Yeah. Um, so she was the Duchess of Norfolk, and she had a, she had a few different homes, and she had a lot of kids that were living with her yeah. I guess that just like whenever someone in the family had a kid that didn't know what to do with they like sent it to live with her right so she had a lot of homes um and she was known for not being very like good at disciplining the kids she wasn't always around it'd be like oh these kids are living at this house of mine and there's like a nanny to take care of them like whatever yeah. so this is when her life gets crazy Catherine Howard was a crazy so I'm so ready there were some older girls that lived in the home and what would happen is they would allow men into the sleeping areas at night for entertainment, is what they called it. There were air quotes there. You didn't see it, but I got it. <laughs> and and then they the men would bring the girls food and wine and gifts. Because this is just these are just a bunch of like basically orphans. Yeah. Just like living in this castle, you know? Right. And so Catherine started doing that with these girls. Um Ooh. yeah. So she so she wasn't like um, a prostitute, yeah, but... <laughs> but like you know, so then things get worse. So that happens, and then also she has a music teacher, um, who is molesting her, um, oh. which later on, uh, he testifies against her. Like, yeah. so anyway, it's like Ooh. it's all very sad. Um, she had a really horrible, horrible life. Um. Anyway, so then she uh, goes to court as later as an adult. So, like, when she's, like, 15 – well, I say adult, like, 15. Yeah. So, when she's, like, 15, um, she she has a lover named Frances Darren, and she's, like, living with the Dowager Duchess, who was supposedly supposed to be watching her as a child, who was not. Um, and then she, like – Finds out about the affair, cancels it, and sends her to her uncle, the Duke of Norfolk. So he finds her place in court with Anne of Cleves. And so... Hot damn! Yeah. Connected uncle. So she was very young and attractive. And 
obviously the king hated Anne, or not hated, but thought she was very ugly. Right. And so um, her uncle, the duke, was like, oh, okay, I want a little bit more influence in court. I've got this hot young niece. And so he Oh, really, he pimps her. Yeah. So he really, like, encourages oh, the king in interest with her, who she is still only, like, 15 or 16. And, um, and so, like... When he, so the king is, like, not very smooth about, like, hiding that his interests. So, like, as soon as she arrives at court, he's, he's referring to her as the jewel of womanhood and, like, giving her gifts of land and expensive clothes and stuff, like, before he's even ended things with Anne, which I guess makes yeah. sense because they got married, like, less than a month later. Right. So, after he ends things with Anne, they get married, like, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much immediately, um, and... It's said that Henry indulged her every whim. Like, she was young, she's pretty, she's, uh, the king said he had never known the like to any woman. Like, there was no one like her. She was just joyous and carefree. She had that creepy music teacher, so she was good at playing music. You know, so he was just, like, so, so into her. Um, and the king is, like, middle-aged at this point, so he's right. like, oh, great, I've got this Yeah, he's, like, wife. 50 you know? or something. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, so anyway, it, so what happens, her downfall, which, I don't know, I mean, she hadn't had a kid in two years, she hadn't even gotten pregnant, so okay. I just feel like that's the real reason, but this is what allegedly happened. Allegedly. Yeah, so in the spring of... 1541, so they got married in 1540, Um, they say that the queen had embarked upon a romance with one of the male courtiers, Thomas Culpepper. Um, Hot damn, I love that name, Culpepper. Thomas Culpepper. Um, So it was said that, oh yeah, so what is this? Oh, so this happened before. This happened after they were married, but people said that she had considered marrying him when she was a lady-in-waiting for Anne of Cleves. Okay. And then the king showed interest in her, so she married the king instead. Um, And then, so people started to, like, like this rumor that she was having that affair started. Then people who had known her when she was a ward at Lambeth, who, like, went to the house where the girls were entertaining men, um, started contacting her, and they would be like, oh, well... I'm, you know, if you want me to be silent, you need to appoint me to the royal household and stuff. So a lot of people started blackmailing her. Um, and she's, like, trying to keep it all quiet uh, because, you know, yeah, there's, like, obviously she was young and I don't know. So she's trying yeah. to keep it quiet. But um, rumors are spreading. The Archbishop of Canterbury um, finds out about it. So in November of 1541... The king was in the chapel praying for his wife, which I, I mean, like, just normal. He just normally prays for his wife because he loves her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he received a warrant of the queen's arrest describing her crimes, which are, like, adultery, infidelity, yeah. whatever. Um, but the but Kramer, when the archbishop leads people there to question her, he said that he found her in such lamentation and heaviness, I never saw no creature. It would have pitied any man's heart to have looked upon her. Um, so he actually ordered the guards to remove any objects that she could use to commit suicide. So, like, that's why I'm like, I don't think she was really 
But I guess I don't know right. what happened because it's like, okay, so she didn't have a son. It didn't really seem, though, like the king was actually trying to get rid of her. It seemed like right. the archbishop was trying to get rid of her. So I just, I'm not actually sure. Or pissy people that weren't getting their blackmail, you know, yeah, desires yeah. met. So I'm not sure if he was really trying to get rid of her or just everyone else hated her. Because um, it seems like he still liked her. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they... So they were trying to um, prove that, oh, so that guy that she had had the affair with, Darahan, like long mm-hmm. before, they oh. were trying. Not Culpepper. <laughs> not Culpepper, but the guy like when she was like yeah. 15. They were trying to say that they had a like pre-contract of marriage because then that would have meant that he could annul their marriage and banish her from court and not have to execute her. Yeah. But. She kept saying that there was no pre-contract because I don't think she knew that that's yeah. saved her life. But so she was stripped of her title of queen. Um, she would never see the king again. She was forced to return the ring the king had given her, but her marriage was not annulled. It was never formally annulled because she never like admitted to anything. Yeah. So chop chop. Yeah. So I'm not sure how. So Darham and her both were executed. For treason, yeah. which I'm not sure. I guess probably because he was, he probably admitted that there was a pre-contract because he was probably like trying to do, trying to yeah get something out of that, and then she was like, but there wasn't. But and there so wasn't. It was like so they both got executed. Um, yeah, baby so, girl. Yeah, many of her relatives were detained at the tower. They're okay. Oh wait, yeah. So Culpepper was also beheaded because of. Culpepper, no! Supposed, supposed affair. And their <laughs> heads were placed on spikes atop of London Bridge. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, many of her relatives were detained at the tower, <clears> except <throat> for her uncle, the one who got her married to him, the Duke of Norfolk. He, like, when things started going down, he left, retreated to his home, and then, like, wrote a bunch of apology letters to the king and somehow, like... Escaped. Escaped. Chop, chop. Yeah. Because... Um, all of the Howard family prisoners uh, were tried and found guilty of concealing treason and sentenced to life imprisonment, <gasps> except for him. He still remained a favorite of the king, even though he was like the, there was the main person going on. It was definitely, definitely him. So, so then the then the a parliament introduced a new bill that made it treason and punishable by death for a queen consort to fail to disclose her sexual history to the king within 20 days of their marriage or to incite someone to commit adultery with her oh yeah so like okay by by doing that they were able to prove that Catherine was guilty because okay because even if she didn't like have a pre-contract or whatever yeah. she had not disclosed her sexual history yeah. so yeah um anyway it's really sad but i'll tell you more about her execution so when they came for her, Death. she panicked, she screamed, they had to drag her into her prison cell. They took her past the um, bridge where Culpepper and Darahan's heads <gasps> were impaled. So she had to see that, which like, if she was having a And it was a public execution. Yeah. Like Anne's. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The night before her execution, she asked them to bring that her the block that you lay your head on to mm-hmm. get beheaded. And it is believed that she spent hours practicing how to lay her head upon the block. Um, oh, so no. then when she That's died. Like chilling. Right? 
so so they said that she died with relative composure um when she went up there she had a few last words um so she asked uh for forgiveness for her sins and said that she deserved to die a thousand deaths for betraying the king who had always treated her so well and then she laid her head down and then she was beheaded with a single stroke yeah oh yeah um king henry did not attend the oh. beheading. oh so that's the other thing where i'm like okay mm. i don't know he cared for her he, something yeah like somebody else made all this happen yeah because like well, he wanted to keep her, but yeah. obviously, like, once all of that kind of information gets out and you can't, like, put a tight lid on it, like, you can't just let her go, you know? Like, yeah. what are you going to do, you know? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Her, her life was sad. So, she was married to him for a total of one year, three months, and 26 days. Womp, womp. So, then, then we move on. Then um, we move on. To the sixth and last True. So this is Catherine Parr. So Catherine Parr um, was, let's see where I want to start with this. So she married him in July of 1543. So that would mean he was uh, single for, let's see, like a year and a half, which is pretty long for him. Yeah. Um, so Catherine Parr um, was a member of, I mean, she was, again, a descendant of King Edward III, as everyone was, but her family was a little bit more, um, like, affluent yeah. than, than some, like, and more, like, royally in than some of his other wives. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was a close friend and attendant of Catherine of Aragon. Um, and she was, and Catherine was probably named after Queen Catherine, who was her godmother. Um, yeah. So she had a very good education, like all well-born women. She was fluent in French, Latin, (coughs) Italian. And after she became queen, she started learning Mm -hmm. Spanish. Um, so like of his last few wives, she was the best educated, which is what he wanted. Yeah. Um, she, she was also older, right? Yes, so this is her distinction. Older. She is the Queen of England who she's has a, she was is the most married Queen of England. She's had a total of four husbands. Wow. Yeah. So huh. Henry was her third husband. Her first husband, when she was seventeen, she married Sir Edward Burr. Um and they were married very long so she was 17 he was in his 20s he was in poor health he was a justice of the peace um and he died like three years after they got married so he would have been a baron but he died before he he could get the title um so after that she went to go stay with some of her cousins and at that point she met John Neville, who was the third Baron Latimer. Oh, good um, British name, Neville. <laughs> um, and so she then was Lady Latimer. Um, so her husband at that point had been widowed twice already. So he was twice her age. Um, he had a few children. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she kind of just like married into this family. He had been a supporter of the Catholic Church, so he and the king were not, like, great 
friends, um, and no charges were ever brought against him, but his reputation was really bad. Um, and so she actually didn't spend that much time, like, around the world, like, mm-hmm. at this point in her life. Um, and so what happened was she, so she, yeah, she, they were a little bit exiled from, like, all the royal stuff because no one liked her husband. And so he started to get ill, and she was nursing her husband until he died. Okay. So when that happened, he left money supporting his daughter and left money to support her. So she was a pretty rich widow. Um, it, they say that she actually, like, loved him, so she sincerely mourned him. But then she decided to, using her mother's friendship with the first queen, Catherine of Aragon, she uh, contacted Lady Mary and was okay. like, hey, like, I'm not really doing anything these days. Yeah. You know, do you need me yeah. <laughs> to help with anything? And so then she becomes established as part of Mary's household. Mary's court. Yeah. And so that's where she, like, catches the eye of the king. Okay. Um, so she actually also begins, like, a, they call it a romantic friendship with Sir Thomas Seymour, Jane Seymour's brother. Um, Jeez. <laughs> but, and he proposes to her as well, but she re- decides that it's her duty to accept Henry's proposal because he's, he's the, the king. king. Okay. And so Sir Thomas Seymour is given a job in Brussels so the king can remove him from the court. Which, uh, I get it. Seems like it goes that way. Yeah. So, when um, she becomes queen, things are pretty good for her. She kind of, so she had a good relationship with his children before, because, you know, yeah. he knew the first wife, whatever. So, he kind of helps Henry to get to have a better relationship with his daughters from his first two marriages. Um, she develops a good relationship with his son. She brings her stepdaughter and stepson into the royal household. household. So I got you. Like, <laughs> she's like kind of just really like she's really known for um, like wanting to restore his court and restore his family. Like she wants the royal household to seem like a or to actually be a close knit household, so that. Yeah. Um, so that, like, people who are against them, like, there won't be all of this, like, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and actually, she's, her most significant achievement was convincing Henry to pass an act that confirmed Mary and Elizabeth in line for succession to the throne. Even though, oh. like, so, even though, because, I mean, it's like, they've been made illegitimate after the fact because of divorce or remarriage yeah. or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so she... So she, like, made that happen. He trusted her so much, he chose her to rule as regent when he went to war in France. And he made it so that if he died, she would rule as regent until nine-year-old Edward became old enough. So, like, All right. he, like, really trusted her a lot. Which is interesting because I just... He doesn't really trust a woman. I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't he has a rough. trusting women. It doesn't seem like there's, like, a lot of love between them. I yeah. think at this point, it's like, she's a little older, he's a little older, and it's more of, like, a, let's, this yeah. is, like, a more of a business proposition. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to make this royal family a thing. Right. You seem like a good person to help me with that. Um, so, yeah, there's, it's pretty good. Like, they're, um, like, people try to, people don't, like, love her. Um, and so... They 
they try to like turn him against her, but she's actually able to like keep that from happening. Like anytime, like at one point, which I don't know, I don't get why bishops have any involvement. Like it seems like religious people always are involved with arrests in these stories. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, at one point there was an arrest. That's because like religion was the law, yeah, that's you know? True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was an arrest warrant um drawn up about her and they tried to turn the king against her and she was able to convince the king that no like nothing you know nothing happened which is good because considering the last woman that happened to right um yeah and actually well it also seems like with his last three wives like there's less of a pressure of give me a son give me a son because jane gave him Edward, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so then after that, I just feel like you're right. It just probably got into, I want somebody that I have a good time with. Okay. Anne wasn't that one, but he had a good time with Catherine Howard. Yeah. And then she ended up being, you know, who yeah. she was. So probably by this time, he's just like, he's done. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just, okay, cool. My kids like you. Like, right. Just make this a thing. <laughs> just do this. Love doesn't need to be here. Yeah. So, so yeah. So he, so he passes away before her. Like, he makes a provision that um, that she gets, you know, a certain amount a year to support herself. He ordered that after his death, she, even though she was would be no longer queen consort, that she should be given the respect of a queen of England as if he were still alive. And so she stays in court until um, Edward gets coronated, and then she moves back to her old home that she had inherited from her previous yeah. husband. So then... This is a little interesting, even though this has nothing to do with Henry anymore. That's but right. after he dies, um, the current King Edward's uncle, Thomas yeah. Seymour, is able to come back because Henry oh. died, right? And he's, he sent her away because he was afraid yeah. that he was in love with his wife. So when he comes back, he's like, hey. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm still into you. It's Fourth only husband. been like three years. You yeah. Know? Like, they haven't aged that much, and he's pretty into <clears> it. Um, and so he really wants to marry her, but he knows that, like, since she's the daughter of queen, she has to get permission from the council to get married. And he knows there's no way that they're going to let her marry six months after the king dies. Yeah. And so they get married in secret and they don't tell Edward and they don't tell the council. Um, so when it happened, like when it comes out, I'm not sure how it came out. It causes a scandal. The king is not happy about it, Edward, at this point, which I yeah. I guess, I don't I don't really get why he's not happy about it. It's his uncle and, like, his stepmom. Right. I think he'd be okay with it. But he's not happy about it, but I think partially because the council is so unhappy about it, and he's a new king, so he doesn't know. Right. The council's reprimanding Seymour. So he writes a letter to Lady Mary to be like, please help us, like, you know, um, but, like, help yeah. us be accepted. But Mary... Then tells her half-sister, Elizabeth, don't talk to Queen Catherine anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. We're against this. So it's kind of a problem, um, but things are okay. <laughs> like, there, there's a lot of problems because she's still, like, supposed to be treated at, right. like, as the queen. So relationships are kind of bad. Um, she gets pregnant. So... Oh. You know, again, people aren't thrilled. Yeah. Um, but about, let's see. She, so she gives birth to a daughter who is um, 
So yeah, so things kind of fell apart. Like she did a great job of like yeah. keeping the royal family together, but they kind of fell apart after that. And so she gives birth to a daughter who she named Mary. She named it after her stepdaughter. Um, okay. And then she dies eight days later, again, oh. from, again from like hygiene after childbirth. Oh, probably. Um, so then uh. Thomas Seymour is then sh- six months later beheaded for treason. Which I'm not, I didn't look too much up about Thomas, but, you know, I guess because he supposedly plotted to marry her. I don't know. Yeah. So he gets beheaded for treason, um, and then their daughter is taken away to be raised by someone else. Um, And actually no mention is ever made of Mary Seymour again. So... Like the last thing, because they kind of like took her away for somebody to care for. The last record of her is from her second birthday. Yeah. And there's some stories that say she eventually married and had children, and some stories that say she like died. So because what happened was we'll like, never know. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was she should have had a lot of property, um, because she inherited from her mom. But yeah. Then, like since her dad got killed from treason, like yeah, you know, it was just like a whole big thing. I, and he was young, because I mean. Yeah, like, they were, they were still pretty young. Yeah, they were young. Yeah, so it was, like, it was just kind of a crazy thing. And I feel kind of bad for her, because she, like, tried so hard to, like, keep the family together. Right. And, like, make close-knit And she had family. no idea what was coming. You know, yeah. that's the, like, I love this part of history, especially. It's just, it's so twisted. It's so messed up. Plus, there's all these six women with their very different personalities and very different backgrounds. And then how it's really, like, the three legitimate children... Mary one, Elizabeth one, and Edward. How it just becomes kind of this shit show, you oh, know? No. Edward well, died. He was 15 years old. He got coronated at 10 to be king. He dies by 15 and says, The throne doesn't even go to my half sisters. Give it to my first cousin. He tried to give it to some other, some other girl. Yeah. It's Jane, just- Lady Jane Grey. But Mary, as soon as she heard that uh, Edward was sick, she made her way. And that's how we have, like, Mary, Queen of Scots and the big reformation and battles that came between Mary and Elizabeth. I think what happened to Catherine, like, why things fell apart for her, which I don't know, this is just me speculating, is because Anne never liked her. Yeah. And Anne was, like, the beloved sister of the king. Yeah. I feel like after she got married and left the court... Anne was like still there with her stepkids. Yeah. Like, hey, let's get rid of this. Lady. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Interesting. Guys, I love this. It's <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, that's King Henry's weird, twisted love life with six six women. But this was a great episode. I know. Hopefully, you guys liked it. <laughs> I know. And look, our research wasn't shitty this time. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, we, we hope we hope it never will be again. <laughs> right, but that could be like maybe sometime in the future we should do a special episode about maybe the battles between Mary one. We pick one, Mary one, and oh, Elizabeth yeah. one because those are really great and understanding and seeing because both of them I feel are truly in the right. You know. Yeah. And. So did they, obviously. So it just caused quite a stir. And I think that new movie is coming out, Mary Queen of Scots, right? Oh, yeah. And it looks good. It looks really good. I feel like that's coming out here at the end of the month or December, something of that nature. Very so soon. 
going to be a good one to kind of go and check out. So now you guys understand where these women come from and kind of the twisted. They share the same father, but they have way different views. That should be our next special episode. Yeah. We can, we can fight it out. Fight it, Elizabeth, battle. I can be Mary <laughs> or something. We'll know? figure it out, no, you know? it should be Elizabeth. Okay. <coughs> That's right? Is your yeah. middle name Elizabeth? Yeah. And my middle name's Marie after my great-grandma Mary. So I oh, should nice. be Mary and you should be Elizabeth. Perfect. We'll fight this out. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> because to be honest, I still, I know that, like, we have one of the longest reigning monarchs as Elizabeth I. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of them, to me, like, are truly, like, they both had a, a good right to be there. Yeah. I mean, Catherine's child was definitely the first. She definitely has, like, the birthright. But after such a political uh, and religious upheaval and change, it makes it pretty obvious that, like, now England doesn't really want to have a Catholic or Protestant, yeah, you know, um, queen or king region. You know, they want to have their, their religion. Anyway. Guys, this is fun. We're gonna wrap it up because it's been a good long one. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will be back at you with more London Foggy action. Hopefully, not too long, but right. Someday it'll happen again. (laughs) Thanks, Foggies. We love you. Cheers. Cheers.